Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. All right, guys, hello, hello. We got a great show for you today, and I just want to start off by saying that dating intelligence is about relationships, and whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or divorced, or as I like to say, you just want to continuously work on being the best you at all times. Now, with that being said, the topic that we're going to discuss today is about all the above and more, because this can happen to any of us, and it has no boundaries on your sex, age, or ethnicity. We've heard about it in the news numerous times, and it's a problem that continues to persist. And unfortunately, it happens to women more than anyone else. I'm talking about sexual harassment. Now, I don't need to come up with a catchy name for this episode because, quite frankly, there's nothing funny about being harassed. And with that being said, I want to introduce my guest and co-host today. She's a lawyer turned an on-air commentator and legal analyst who was the first on-air talent to sue ESPN for workplace sexual harassment in 2018. She's the author of the book called Staying in the Game, the Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. And she currently hosts Overruled on the Young Turks Network, the largest digital news network. Please welcome my guest and co-host, Adrian Lawrence, to the show. Welcome, Adrian. Ah, thank you so much for having me. That was a long-winded intro. Sorry about that, but I had to get my point across. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, it just takes a moment just to let people understand what's going on. Nah, I completely understand. So how have you been? I have been pretty good now. Right. Yeah. Living get, life? Loving? Yeah. I'm what? No longer confined indoors. It's kind of <laughs> nice. I know. That had to be a pain in the ass. You guys, we and Adrian, we saw each other a lot during COVID time. And probably before, we were actually helping uh, someone downtown with the project. That's how we met. But um, but she's just this amazing, beautiful woman. And I know that she's got a lot to say. And I'm just so happy you're here to help us today um, understand the sexual what sexual harassment is yeah. virtually. Um, you know, and so I would just want to start off, I can tell you, we'll start with the definition. I'm going to, I've never done definitions, but I'm going to start with the definition today. Sexual harassment, if, if, as we all know, guys, is a behavior characterized by the making of unwelcome and inappropriate sexual remarks or physical advances in a workplace or other professional or social situations. All right. Um, so I want to talk to you, Adrian, about your experience. And let's, let's just start from the beginning. Um, you're at ESPN. I was. All right. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how this all started for you? How did this book come about? Sure. But one thing I would like to do is kind of expand your definition, which is why I wrote the book. Great. Because there's so much uh, just confusion or a misunderstanding about what workplace sexual harassment is. Right. And most people think it's something sexual or sexualized. The thing is, it can be, but the vast majority of sexual harassment that people experience in the workplace is gender related. Oh, so it's about when you don't adhere to the gender norm. So maybe you're a man and you go on paternity leave. That in you get teased by someone that's yeah. sexual harassment wow. um the term sexual harassment is really a misnomer when it should really kind of be more gender-based harassment it's when you get harassed mistreated teased or maybe treated differently because you don't adhere to traditional gender norms the 1950 you know i love lucy mentality <laughs> of right. women and men and that's where it comes from. So it can either be a come on or it can be a put down. Okay. So it's so much broader, but we are still stuck with this term sexual harassment that so many people know. It's just most people have no idea what it is. Right. So guys, what she's saying is just that, you know, it's, it's gender related. And I guess the, the term 
of the sexual part of it because like you said in the 50s and stuff where men dominated the workplace and women were just kind of secondary that's where a lot of this usually comes from correct yeah that yeah. would be it yeah okay all right well unfortunately as we all know i mean it's just it just happens all the time and like i said you know you see it in the news all the time i mean the biggest i just like did some research and was looking at the biggest harassment case you know from harvey weinstein to bill cosby matt lauer um, senators and presidents, you know, from, you know, Michigan Senator John Conyers to President Bill Clinton, you can even say, and even Donald Trump. Yeah, for real. Right. So there's tons of this. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, that, that guy, man, what the hell? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much his stuff would be workplace, but definitely a little bit of pedophilia. That's yeah, for sure. Craziness with the sex trafficking stuff. Um, so let's talk about this. Agent. So let's get into your story a little bit and tell me about like what, you know, your things about how you got to write your book for the mm-hmm. playbook, you know, for beating work- workplace sexual harassment. What, how did this all start for you? Uh, so I had always worked at major law firms and I was in an ivory tower. I ended up going straight from uh, an office at a major law firm to an anchor desk okay. at ESPN. And I foolishly assumed that, hey, it's a big professional company. Um, there were things I didn't think I'd have to be worried about. That is not the case. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people think that, oh, it can't be me. It can't impact me. Wherever there's a fight for power, power structures going on, there's sexual harassment. Wow. So um, I had a lot of adverse experiences while I was there that I did not know were sexual harassment. And also, um, as we know from sociologists, there are a lot of telltale signs that you can tell, hey, this is coming your way. I didn't see it. Okay. And so having had the experience I did, the lawsuit and everything else that culminated as a result of it, I realized I wanted to be able to provide people with the guidebook, um, really a playbook, which right. is why Virtue, I just what to look wrote. for, right? Exactly. And how to be smart about it. And being able to really infuse the sociological research also with my legal acumen to tell you, hey, this is how you document. This is how you avoid a he said, she said, or even he said, he said situation. You know, this is how you make sure that you come out on top. Okay. Because we invest a lot in our education. That's right. Just for someone to use our gender as a power play play or gender dynamics as a power play and take away our livelihood from us. Right. No, 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 So that's why I wrote my book. Okay. And it's unfortunate, like you had mentioned something where you said, you know, we go to, we, when we go to college, you know, we're, we're eager to get in the workplace, you know, we're eager to use our degrees and, and, and get to that next level. And we're just, you know, unfortunately it's like, you know, there's predators all over the place that seek out all the newbies because they think that we'll just do whatever they ask you to do. And that's unfortunate in this world, you know, and whether it be, like I said, in the movie industry or in, in like in most of these places, by the way, I feel like there's a lot of boys clubs, you know, everything's like yeah. boy club, you know, and everybody else is just kind of hoping to make their way within that system, unfortunately. Yep. And a lot of people end up doing things that they regret or allowing behavior that they wish they would have checked. Um, but you know, when we see that the way that the power structures are set up is that you're punished for speaking up, which is what happened to me at ESPN with the retaliation. Okay. You know, it discourages people from coming forward. And the thing is, it, the, op- the system should not operate that way, but it will continue to do so unless people push back and stand up. Right. And so by giving people the information they need so they can spot it, avoid it and fight against it and protect themselves is key. All right, let's move on and talk about how you know when you get that uncomfortable feeling from someone. I like to say that my spider sense is tingling, you know, when you just know something doesn't feel right, especially if someone is giving off bad vibes. 
And I guess that's a form of sexual harassment. And all it takes is just one time, right? Yeah. But how do you pick that up that first time? It's very difficult. No, it's actually not. Well, um, we all have spidey senses mm-hmm. called our intuition. Right. And you know how your intuition is what tells you that something's off the mark here. Um, you know, I think as we interact as human beings, you can kind of get the sense of, am I uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we live in a society where we're told not to speak up. Or we're told, uh, you know, especially women in particular, that we're supposed to make other people feel comfortable. When you break away from that mentality and you realize, oh, no, 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 like me and my comfort is what's important. And you just tell people, hey, you know what? That makes me uncomfortable. Please don't do that. Okay. If they got a problem with it, that's a them issue. Yeah, and that's and, as simple as that. I almost just saying that, yeah. and I, I forget that. It's just simple as saying, hey, this is making me feel uncomfortable because the flip side of this, while you were saying all this, I'm thinking going, the first thing that most people do is that, you know, that <laughs> that uncomfortable laugh, <laughs> yep. you know, to push it off mm-hmm. without saying anything. Uh-huh. And as I call them, harass holes, like to pretend <laughs> it's just a joke. I was just joking. Right. You can't take a joke. Right. You know? Yeah, and exactly. so then, now, then it turns it on you. Now you feel like an asshole, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. We need people to develop the confidence to say, well, it's only a joke if it's funny. It's not funny. In fact, it's actually inappropriate or it's insulting or it's unprofessional. So I ask that you not do that. I like that. that. That's as simple as that. So, guys, we're going to talk about the five most common types of workplace harassment. And, uh, Adrian, you can help me out with this one. The first one is uh, obviously sexual harassment in the workplace, you know, from unwelcome and offensive comments to unwanted physical advances and requests for sexual favors is the number one most common form of workplace harassment. Number two is disability harassment. You know, there's all types of harassment. Number three is racial harassment. Number four, sexual orientation and gender identity harassment. And then the fifth one, which I've never known, is ageism. Yeah. Ageism is a huge one as well. Ageism. I'm guessing these are forms of workplace harassment that are protected by the law. Yes. Wow. Ageism, um, I think it's 40 and over. Okay, 40 and over. Damn it. Yeah. Man, I'm going to get my ageism harassed all the time and get something <laughs> out of this thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, let's continue then. So, let's talk about some of the signs. So, once again, if you tell someone, you're like, I feel uncomfortable, this is da 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 da, I don't like the way that you've said that. Um, what do you think the reaction is from most people? Like, like you just said, they just are going to say, oh, you just can't take a joke usually, right? Yeah. No, whatever their re- reaction is, is not your problem. Okay. All right. So let's talk about if they persist and continue. How do we continue to document? You were saying so. Oh, document um, yes. You keep receipts. Document, document, mm-hmm. document. Uh, one thing I like to tell people to do is to keep a running log uh, in your email. All you have to do in your private, personal email that's not on the workplace server, uh, send yourself an email. Okay. Uh, maybe in the subject line, you put June 2021 incidents and you send the email to yourself and you just loop that email. You reply every time there's something that goes on. You write down, I was in the room with John at the meeting. He said this, this is how Mm. I responded. This is this, so on and so forth. And you just put the details there. Just keep a running log in that email of exactly what happened. Because the thing is, a lot of people like to think that when they're sexually harassed the first time, Mm -hmm. and they often think, oh, well, that wasn't sexual harassment. He just, you know, it was just a dirty joke. No, it was, it made you uncomfortable. It was sexual harassment. They always think, oh, it's a one-off. It's not a one-off. Sexual harassment is a behavior. The person is doing it because it's a power play. Right. They are, it's 
essentially getting their jollies off of feeling a little bit more powerful over you. Maybe it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe they are mocking you or making fun of you. It's the same as like bullying in the schoolyard. Right, it yeah. just happens to use gender-based dynamics as uh, you know, the conduit for doing that. And so once people get past the thought that this is a one-off and they realize I need to document it from day one and I also need to nip it in the bud, okay. then that's when they are in the position to win. So then when is, when is um, that time to share that? When is enough enough? Basically. Oh, uh, at the first instance. Okay. Without question. All right. If someone is leaning in a little bit too far, uh, excuse me, you're a little too close. Yeah. Okay. If someone is um, calling you sweetheart, I prefer to be called Adrian. Thank you, though. See, you you have to guy? just use your voice yeah. and speak up. Right. Yeah. And it's tough. I'm telling you, man. It's just like, I mean, and it goes both ways, girls and guys. You know, it's, I agree. it's very... Um, like you said, you just, it's that uncomfortable laugh. Mm -hmm. And it, it depends on, um, you know, the individual, because okay. for example, um, like I can have a very personal relationship with someone who I work with and we call each other boo, sweetie, honey, all these things. But there are other people I don't have that relationship yeah. with. And thus I call them by their name. Okay. And, and I always like to ask before right. I develop pet names for people. So talk about that a little bit more then that that's the thing as well, because I know that, it, you know, in the workplace, or anywhere you form these friendships with people but it has to be something that is um going what's the word i'm looking for it's got to go both ways it's, yeah it's that, that's right that combined effort that you both see in the middle going you both like you know are in it together mm -hmm. um is the easiest way i can say it right now but you're right though because i was thinking about that last night as i was going over your stuff going man it's like if you're in the workplace or no matter anywhere if you use it no, it doesn't matter where you are basically sexual harassment sexual harassment so but it's like two people have to be compliant in order to make it work but it's a it's a fine line though it is because unfortunately in the society in which we live and i think it's a, a really a mechanism of human nature mm -hmm. we create these hierarchies so in the workplace it might be you know subordinate supervisor ceo so on and so forth and also in just human interaction, we have hierarchies. So it's very difficult for a lot of people to say, I'm on the same level of so-and-so. So if we end up having a dispute, okay. I am going to continue to treat them with the respect that I would deserve or, or that I would like. Mm -hmm. Instead, people say, oh, I'm going to use the power resources I have available to one up. So if we're in a workplace dynamic and we were cool, but maybe you turned me down or didn't want to date me or something, and I'm your supervisor, so maybe I stop giving you the better assignments. Right. You know, it's this type of behavior that we can't allow because people abuse their power. Yeah, like they're almost gonna blacklist you at that point, right? And yeah. not give you all the better jobs. And even and just very or slight not ways. promote you or do something because you've already now ruffled their feathers and now they're mm -hmm. out to get you now. Yep, because everybody likes to say, oh, I'm not gonna have that problem. I can be cool. Yeah, right. right. Everybody's. Okay. People get petty. Is there is there a telltale sign of um of the type of people who harass? You know, is there something that people should look for? Yes, in okay. my book, I um I really really flesh out ten types of personalities. I call them NSFW coworkers, not safe for work coworkers, okay. right. um because they're personas. They we see them all the time. One of the um, typical male personas I see is what I call asshole adjacent. Okay, that's the guy who is 
always just that close to being inappropriate. <laughs> like he's staring at your cleavage and he's right. like, I love your necklace. Oh. And you know, like, oh, like really, he even bro? Knows. Like he knows like the fine line and he does not cross that line. Exactly. Okay, right. And he's always joking or all these things. Yeah. That's mean, asshole adjacent. he's joking though, it's like, it's just, it never crosses that exactly. barrier. Exactly. And he gaslights you when you try to talk to him oh, about man. it. Yes. Oh, wow. And that's a typical personality yeah. type or um, the, the kind of that mentor out there who just wants to help you, but they're ulterior motive mentor okay. where no, they want to help you out of your clothes. Right. Like so that kind of guy. But how do you feel that one out? Like, how do you feel like the first guy? It's that's just hilarious. That's an easy feel. But how do you feel that guy out? You know, it's just like, oh, um, I, I list out kind of the techniques for how to see their behavior patterns okay. because um, they're very common. And what I do in my book throughout it, I use instances of events and stories that came out of the media Got it. to show people it's a pattern. You can see the behavior so you know what to look for. Got it. And these are the excuses they'll make and this is what they'll do. And then I teach, I teach you how to respond to them. Okay. Because there's some people you can check, but then there are people like the ulterior motive yeah. mentor that you can't win okay. with that person. You can't get them to respect you. So you actually have to just cut them off cold. Got it. And sometimes it's it's actually perfectly fine to ghost people in professional relationships because that individual may either retaliate against you if you were to speak up for yourself or there's just no benefit okay. in trying to curb the behavior or address it because that person knows what they're doing. Well, let people understand then on this one, that person there, how do you continue to do your job well if that person, like says a supervisor or something, how do you continuously work in that relationship environment if you have to you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, go to him for, you know, he, he's the one, he's your higher up basically. Yeah. You know, you have to. Uh, in that kind of search situation. Report to him was what I, I was looking for. You have to report to him. I explained that essentially you need to go somewhere else. Okay. All yeah. Right. Because generally reporting the person is not really an option. It okay. is an option if you're ready to quit. But just the way our society is structured and the vast majority of workplaces operate, uh, they're not here for you at all. They're here to protect the company. Yeah. And generally, if the harassal has more power than you, I would say nearly all the time, they will side with him over you. Wow. So you have to be uh, locked and loaded and ready to leave. And the thing is on why I teach you how to document and keep the receipts is because you want to leave on your own terms. Okay. So okay. whether that's getting a lawyer to negotiate a severance that also includes favorable references. These are things you may need because that person could continue to bully you right. after you've left by ruining your reputation, as we saw Weinstein do. Right. And so you need to use the law to your benefit. And people <clears throat> need to know how to be ready for this. And they they like to say, oh, it's, it's fine. It's not a problem. It only happened once until you're six times in. You can no longer stand it. Yet you didn't document anything from the past. Right. And you barely remember exactly what happened. And so you're in a he said, she said. And it's that's not the shitty it. part because it's happened to probably five other people at the office. Yep. You know, and, and unfortunately no one documented it or they're just too afraid to stand up. And this is why you get those. When the one person finally stands up, everybody starts filtering up after that point saying, oh, my God, I was I was as well. Yep. You everybody know, knows who these people are in the mm -hmm. office Man. they do that's a tough one 
need to put like X's on these guys and yeah. like make like an app for that shit. Here's a sexual harassment ass. I was a harassment. Yeah, basically. Okay, so continue on a little bit more. So okay, so we got the the guy who like you know basically will do that fine line. Then you have the guy that is just like you know he says. Um, just enough, you the know, ulterior motive exactly. mentor. The, the mentor. Yep. We have the mentor. Yeah. Um, and then what else do we have? So, um, one that typically, uh, tends to be a woman is what I called, um, um, old girl. Okay. Uh, you know, it's the older woman who has the mentality of, I went through it, so you have to go through oh, it. Wow. This is the way it is. Yeah, right. Uh, and I remember that from my experience at ESPN, where uh, the older woman who was the HR director had said to me, this is the way it is. If you want to succeed here, you have to get used to it. And it's interesting because I run into that mentality a lot in society with people who love to call themselves progressive, yeah. but they still have a mentality that you need to tolerate oppression or mistreatment. And I'm like, hell no, please. Yeah. My ancestors did not die and bleed for me to, you know, have to deal shit. with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yep. Especially when you're, you know, when you're smart, you know, and you and you have all the um, same, you know, everything that they have basically mm -hmm. it's unfortunate yep. and also part of me is like don't we look for society to evolve to change to get better and people with the mentality of tolerated the they and I cannot be friends. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. It sucks for when, like, you know, like with the whole girl power, especially when someone older like that, because she's been through it, where she just turns a blind eye and just yes. like, it's, I went through it. Now you go through it just as well. And, yep. then, and then she acts like, I've survived. I'm still here. Where you know, she just is just hurting on the inside. Yep. Every and, aspect of her life, probably, by the way. Yeah. And it's just, it's sad and it's unfortunate, but we need less of that mentality. Well, I think that, like I said, you know, Adrian's a lot of, of really great about all this, guys. And I know that we all have questions because, once again, you just, you just never know what to do when this happens. And picking up the signals and the signs, if, if, if you feel uncomfortable, like she said, and which is so easy. I mean, just say, hey, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I would never think to say that. And I don't even think many people do. No, they don't. And you the know? thing is, I don't think our society teaches us how to communicate properly right. uh, and effectively and simply voicing your concerns like things you learn in therapy it hurts my feelings when okay like these just basic um precursor statements that you can have prepared that behavior is inappropriate wow. or i don't appreciate that i'm sure your intentions were pure but your actions and the impact they did not, they don't make me feel valued. Right. So if you could do X, Y, and Z moving forward, I would appreciate it. That's a good way to put it. Okay, so let me ask you this. In a group setting, you know, like if you're, let's say, I don't know, I'm going to say an agency, right? You know, like you're the only girl, you know, you're, you're, equal, you're equal with all the guys there as well. You go into the big meeting spaces all the time with them and everything. And it's just a big boys club, but you're yet the only woman. And so do you, you're going to hear a lot of banter. You're going to hear a lot of shit talking. You're a lot of sexual stuff talking. How do you, what, what, how do you filter that situation? See, do you it become really, a part of it, you know, and you no, like chum up with them or you just kind of. See, it really depends on the environment you're in. Because okay. having worked at major law firms, which is a predominantly white male mm -hmm. um, profession, and then having worked in sports, because I continued working in sports after that, after I left ESPN, and predominantly white male environment, 
not everybody's inappropriate. That's not true. everybody sit in quote unquote locker room talk. In fact, the athletes were the most professional of anybody and the most respectful. I uh, why? Because sexual harassment is about power. Mm. And people who feel insecure are those who sexually harass. So these athletes knew who they were. Mm -hmm. They knew their swag and what they could garner. So they were never here to holla. Right. They were never here to make you feel uncomfortable or push up on you. Because they, they felt confident in the men that they were. So the same thing happens. You want to be in confident environments. Unfortunately, the vast majority of people in our society are not confident if um you know being in the situation where i'm the only woman in a group mm -hmm. and maybe men are having an inappropriate conversation i i honestly i just step up to the plate and i'll be like dude we don't need to talk about that it's, it's a it's a work like why don't you stop being filthy right. or generally there's another man in the room who is very confident in his own too and be like dude Steps that's up. gross yeah exactly what are you doing See, that'd be me i'd be like you know what i mean it's not i mean it's funny but seriously it's not really yeah like this about. isn't the place right but Come i'm not on, gonna man. lie either it's like you know sometimes you get into it and it's kind of funny you just kind of go with well it, but know? i think actually right. a lot of people are like that and i've had a number of conversations because if it's funny it is it's just like there's a difference between when we're all on equal level True. and we're all kind of, and I don't necessarily mean just, you know, professional status. I mean, as in we're all, nobody's uncomfortable. You're, you're in a conversation that yeah. includes everyone. And, exactly. and to the point it makes one person feel uncomfortable, that's when the room gets usually silent or someone yes. needs to say something. Because you can sense it because yes. we all have intuition. Right. And that's the thing that yeah. like with this whole thing, guys, like you said, it's like if you feel just uncomfortable around someone at any given time it's just basically it's not right so yeah. get your get your get your email ready get your pens out get ready to start yeah, documenting document this it stuff. and the thing is as crummy as this is the litigator in me will also say this even if let's say you're not the one harassed or you don't feel uncomfortable but you know somebody went too far and maybe someone else in the room is feeling uncomfortable whatever may have you you also want to document it because generally harassers aren't the most trustworthy people. Right. So they might try to pin something on you Before later. Before it even happens, right? Exactly. Yeah, because or, they can sense that you are now getting close to that point. They'll be like, well, J well, James didn't say anything. He co-signed on me making that joke. He laughed. Right. And all you'll remember as James is that I didn't say anything. So now it's also attributed to you. And Got so it. if Susan sues... She might sue you too because you were an you accomplice didn't, exactly. just right there and didn't yep. say anything. Yep. Uh, people, you need to speak up. I'm going to start speaking up from now on. I don't For care. real. Someone says something nice yeah, to me. Yeah, because I ain't taking this up. down. Uh -uh. Uh, someone says, hey, Chris, what did you just say? I'm documenting everything. <laughs> Stop <I'll tell> you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm documenting it all, Adrian. All right, so let's see. Okay, guys, so we're going to get into a couple more things, and, um, and let's just talk about, you know, and, and I know this hopefully will help everyone out there because I know we've, like I said in the beginning intro, is that every one of us has experienced some sense of this, and, and, yeah. and a lot of it, you know, we can get into gender. Once again, we can get into age. We can get into a lot of things, and sometimes people just, you know, they just stay stupid-ass jokes where it just isn't appropriate and right, and that is a form of harassment, and or like in a better sense of the term, just bullying. Yeah. You know, and so and, and with this fine line, Adrian, as well, is, is how close are bullying harassment together? Oh, it's the same term? thing. Okay. They're the exact same thing uh, in that they're power plays. 
Uh, the reason we call, well, sexual harassment, again, being a misnomer, as it implies it has to be something sexual, which isn't the truth. But when it comes to sexual harassment, what it essentially is, is bullying based on gender or mm -hmm. gender norms. Okay. It's saying you don't know your place or you're not following the rules of the traditional notions of maybe what a woman should be or what a man should be. Right. For example, if you are a if you're a gay man and maybe you you have a partner, someone may treat you different or treat you worse because you're not adhering to those 1950 traditional conservative notions where a man should be with a woman. Okay. And and so this this form of bullying is just something we need to bear in mind because people are doing it because they're insecure. Yeah, and that's yeah. where it starts from is the insecurity. Like I said, it yeah. starts with... The insecurity then becomes a power play because it's like they need to use yep. their sense of power in order to make themselves feel better. Yep, to um, make you feel has, small. Has anyone ever felt like, you know, like you mentioned something about, you know, a gay person and with their partner and then they all of a sudden they feel like someone might be like bullying them or harassing them. Has anyone ever, have you felt like anyone's ever gone like, no, 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 honey, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of going, you're, you're thinking a little too much if that's not what's really going on. Is that ever a possibility? You know, like, it's like, a, it's a possibility you... that someone will say it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Okay. Because we also have to realize when it comes to biases, we have things operating in our unconscious. Mm -hmm. I have unconscious bias. You do. Yes. Everyone does. Right. And it's just how much have we confronted that. Okay. Because there are people who, for example, maybe uh, they grew up in a homophobic environment and they are still homophobic to a certain extent at heart or they still hold those unconscious biases in their head. So maybe they kind of avoid working with the okay. gay person in the office. Right. And they kind of are unsure of inviting them to the holiday party because what if they bring their partner or what if they kiss or, or all these things. And right. so they, they tiptoe around them. Okay. And you can pretty much at, at that point sense it like you said i guess yeah. if you're really um, and they might say what are you talking alert? about of course not <laughs> right. like i love gay people you know people love to they do not like to truly dive deep into their bias this is true yeah yeah this is very very true on that one yeah totally true all right guys so um adrian thank you so much this is like very very helpful and um and i feel like i've, I've learned a lot because it's just once again this can happen anywhere at any given time and i just want everyone out there just to be uh, especially now that COVID's kind of coming to a close yeah. and um, everybody's going to be going back to work, um, just be aware, you know, even if you were, let's say a year off and everybody's working at home and then that person before you left to start working at home due to COVID, be on the lookout if you sense any of those past employees or colleagues of yours who kind of did this stuff to you, be aware of it a little bit more now because now you have a little bit more um, um, behind you now with this. And so I feel like this is very helpful because now that going back, everybody's going to be like kind of at their desk or wherever they're at, you know, looking around. And, and like Adrian said, you know, there, there are people and colleagues of ours that we consider friends and the jokes and all that shit. It's just part of that friendship. And but you get to a certain point to understand out of each other to get to that point. Yes. Like, I'm not just going to walk someone rainbow. Hey, baby, what's up? Da, da, da. You know, unless I know you. And it's like we've already had that rapport to do that shit. I don't think I would do it anyway. So, yeah, yeah I would. I probably would. So it's just my MO. It's, I'm just, I just like to have fun with people. But I'm also very respectful. Yes, you are. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, all right, guys. So we're now gonna you're gonna help me answer a question now okay, okay we got a question so here is let's see all right you ready for this and you have to answer this first oh lord all right <laughs> don't worry you'll be good all right here we go hi christopher 
First of all, I just want you to know that you make dating fun again. Thank you for your honest and awesome point of view. You are truly a guy who understands women and have helped me to get a better understanding of what I should look for in a partner. I look forward to listening to your podcast on my drive home all the time. So here's my question. With COVID slowing, I'm about to head back into the office, looking forward to seeing familiar faces and being out of the house. But there's this one person I'm not so excited to interact with. We have been on the same project team for a few years now, and before COVID, and parentheses at the office, he always made me feel a little uncomfortable by complimenting me all the time and stopping by my workstation and telling me things like, wow, your smile always makes my day. Or hey, I just like stopping by because just seeing you makes my day go by so much faster. Now don't get me wrong, he's a nice guy and all, but I don't get a good vibe from him at all. And he knows I'm not interested. Yet, I don't want to be rude because I work with him. Am I crazy or is this a form of harassment? Signed, Office Drama. All right. So with this situation, you're uncomfortable. So, you know, it doesn't matter what his intentions are. The impact is your discomfort. And so you need to set boundaries and let the individual know that, hey, when you continue to come around, it's a distraction for me. It makes me a little uncomfortable. So if you not mind, just relay if you via email if you need something. Also, um, there's no need to comment on my appearance mm-hmm. in any way. Right. You know, I am a colleague of yours. This is a professional relationship, and I'd like to continue to build on that professional relationship so we can both do our job to the best of our abilities. Do you understand? Right. Yes. Yes, I understand. Thank you. I, I understand. Um, I agree with Adrian. And off of this, what's something that I was thinking about as you were talking is the fact that I'm wondering, are you um, help, like, you know, talking with him as he's standing there? Are you kind of creating more of that thing to make him come back around all the time? Or are you just kind of cutting him off? That, that These are big things because, you know, sometimes we just the niceties of people. You know, if he comes around and you're taught, you just continue to talk to him just to yeah, kind of make You him... have to set the boundaries mm-hmm. and let the person know, I'm not comfortable with this. And so I need to focus on my work. Thank you. And take care. And not entertain it. Yeah, I think with you telling this guy that I think that he would probably uh, respect you. If he's, if you said he seems like a nice guy, he'll probably respect that and not bother you again. Or he well. could be asshole adjacent. And he probably knows that he's not welcome, but he continues to push okay. and push and hoping that maybe there will be a way for something at some point. Or because, you know, again... People get their slight sense of power trips yeah. on knowing that they're how this was on Zoom. edging your behavior. I how that happened, how he was on Zoom with her, if, he, if they had to continue to do meetings and things like that, you know, during yeah. COVID time. It could have been asking uh, questions that are just a little past the boundaries. Okay. And uh, these are things that are not okay. And it's always important to document them. And with this individual, because um, it sounds like, this woman may not necessarily be comfortable directly telling him what the score is, but do it in an email. That's probably for the best. And if she does tell him in person, follow up with an email because the email key creates the written record. That's true. So he can never say he didn't know. The office, office drama. Now that you're going back in the office, fresh start. If he starts coming around, start documenting everything. If you haven't done it already. Mm -hmm. And just like I said, just the first and foremost, what Adrian said, especially now you, everybody heading back to the office, Tell the guy if he comes around, hey, you know, I hope all is well during pandemic time, but, you know, I'm back in the office now. I just kind of want to keep my head down and get to work. And if you could please not come around anymore, it'd be great. 
Yep, that sounds perfect. Look at me, I got that down. You got it. it, you got it. All right. Yeah. All right, guys, well, this is another episode. This is Adrienne Lawrence, and her book that she has out is called, what is it called? Oh, it is God. Staying in the Game, The Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. It was released by Penguin Random House, and it is the 2021 Axiom Business Book of the Year. Congratulations. So thank you yeah. so much. All right, well, let everyone else where they can find you now. I know we talked about the uh, Overruled on the Young Turks Network. Please, where else can we find you on social media or whatever? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Adrienne Lawrence and on Twitter at Adrienne Law. I love this girl. She's a badass, people. I'm telling you, the first time we met her, um, she was just like, we're like, you're a friend of ours. She's <laughs> a badass. All right, Adrian, thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. And you know where you can find me on all my social media at anything dating intelligence. And if you want to reach me by email, it's Christopher at dating-intelligence.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.